Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Bird, Nick. And with me today, we have two guests. We have returning favorite, Trey Mac Shipley of Aladino Cigars. But he brought, up, a, he brought a friend. We have Joel from Aladino Cigars. How you doing, Joel? What's up, guys? Live here from the road. This is great. We have, we have the Aladino sales team right here on the, on the call. Yeah, it's uh, thriving. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, so you guys caught me. I, I'm, I'm full transparency here. Normally, I would be announcing what I'm smoking, you know, and, and lighting something new. However, I've still got half of a Robusto going. Um, uh, Trey Mac was running behind, uh, admittedly for good reason. You know, it's it's very very foggy out, and safety uh, first. Got to be safe. Got to be safe. And so uh, I fired up an Aladino, Connecticut, and I'm halfway through that. So. Um, we will get to the official, you know, cut and light here, you know, in a little bit uh, after I finish this guy. But uh, what's everyone smoking? Joel, what do you got? Well, I'm having my personal favorite uh, of the Aladino Coraline, the Aladino Classic in a Robusto. Ooh, I do like the Classic. You know, in the words of Jason Statham from The Expendables, nothing beats a Classic. There you go. Oh, what? 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 What is that? A little box here. You do. Is that the Candela Toro? Oh, see, I was going to ask you guys about that because that news just broke today. By the way, for those people who are listening, I am pre-recording in advance because I'm getting ready for TPE. So, you know, you might hear references to what's going on right now, but it might be in the past when you actually hear this episode. Such is life. Whatever. Welcome to the Matrix. Exactly. So let's talk about that Candela for a moment. Uh, it, it. So last year, you know, anybody that has been to the farm, they got to smoke the uh, Candela that we came out with that uh, was in, only in a Robusto size. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really shook up the whole Aladino and the, the entire Candela market for all that. Uh, it's different. Very different. Julio was uh, the world's largest grower of Candela in the 80s and the 90s, part of the 70s. And uh, he's trying to make a little comeback with it to show people that, hey, Candela doesn't have to be cheap, easy, and bland and grass. It doesn't have to be that. It doesn't, doesn't have, have to, be- to taste like long clippings. No, it does not. Uh, so we came out with that. It was a big success last year. And so this year at TPE, we are releasing... Uh, to everyone, uh, the Toro MSRP is going to be ten fifty. Uh, so it's not in a, it's in a solid price range there, accessible to all. And I don't know why this happened, other than you know you go from that robusto that it had more to it going on than any other Candela For out sure. there, right? For sure. When you then you go to a Toro, you're like you don't want to lose any of that. So maybe we need to, you know, umph it up a little bit. Okay. They umph it up a decent amount because uh, this Toro is actually, it's got strength to it. Okay. Uh, it's stronger stronger than the Robusto was last year. 
uh, very robust in flavor. In fact, if you had a blindfold on and you didn't tell somebody it was a Candela, they'd come up with all sorts of crazy stuff, everything but Candela. Uh, so this is super fun. We're limiting it to 1,600 boxes at TPE. We possibly could release more at PCA, uh, but it'll be in stores in time for St. Patrick's Day. So, uh, Trey, um, I, I would like to, uh, with your permission on the air, share my first experience with the Candela, if that's okay. Go for it. So, uh, around this time last year, uh, I am in the process of onboarding with Aladino. And so I'm, I'm flown to the uh, offices in Miami, and Trey and I have known each other for at least a good part of the last seven years. And uh, he calls me up and says, "Hey, when you get to the uh, when you get uh, get to the hotel, give me a call. Take an Uber over to where I'm at. I got something special for you to smoke." Okay, sounds good. So I go, I drop, I check in, drop my bags, head over. There's Trey sitting there with one of our beautiful Aladino lounges, uh, the final third. They're hanging out. Great guys. Uh, shout out to Rob and Lisa up in Indianapolis. Love those guys. Uh, anyways, we're sitting there. We're hanging out. Trey pulls out. I'm not going to tell you the size, but he pulls out this Candela. I'll just put it to you this way. It wasn't in a Toro, and it wasn't in a Robusto. Okay. Pulls out this Candela. Anybody that knows me and knows me, anything about cigars, what was the first thing I said, Trey? Not you smoking said, that. You said, you know, no thanks. I don't smoke in. Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I was like, I brought my own Aladinos. You know, I brought, I, I went and stocked up a little bit. He goes, no, smoke this right now. I'm telling you. So, you know, begrudgingly, I cut like this uh, very nice, which I learned was a very special cigar later on. And I'm blown away. I get what was about a quarter of an inch into you. And my exact words, uh, I turned right around to Trey and I went, this is fucking good. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good cigar. It's a fantastic cigar. I absolutely loathe 95% of the Candela's on the market. Loathe them. I'm not a Connecticut fan either, but Julio does it right. I mean, uh, our Connecticut, for example, has more flavor than any Connecticut. I will put it up against any kit body's Connecticut on the market. Uh, also, our Candela, I'll put it up against everybody else's Candela on the market. I may be biased, but I'm going to say we beat them hands down. Uh, 10 rounds out of 10, 12 rounds out of 12, it's a unanimous decision. Well, and like you, we were talking about, it doesn't taste like grass. It, it's got, you know, that Corojo spice. It's got other flavor to it. I mean, it, it's, it's just a good cigar that happens to have a Candela wrapper. And it's not like nuclear looking green either. It's not like neon color. You know, it's like, it's, it's a more natural looking Candela too. Very much so. Very much so. So, so before we get too far, let's, let's introduce the listeners to you, Joel. Let's, 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 you know, give the, give the, the reader's digest pitch. You know, when did you get into cigars? How long have you been in the industry? You know, kind of, kind of what brought you to, you know, the truck stop on the way to uh, South Carolina there? So, uh, my name's Joel. I'm a Virgo and I enjoy long walks on the beach at night. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. But anyways, uh, Are so, you the big spoon uh, or is Trey the big spoon? I don't know. I mean, sometimes we flip flop. Okay. Well, that's fair. You ever do the, you ever play the spoons, but they're like 69? <laughs> yeah. It's more like that. It's more like that. <laughs> okay. So, okay. 
So, uh, anyways, uh, I've been in cigars. Uh, let's see, uh, Reader's Digest version. Uh, first cigar I ever smoked was when I was 18 years old, and it was a La Gloria Cabana Serie R. Um, smoked it all the way down to the nub, loved it. Cigars then became a four-time-a-year hobby with one of me and my friends, um, who uh, I think will be listening to this podcast. Um, he's a phenomenal guy, got me into it. About 2008, I discovered another brand, uh, which actually brought me to your territory, Nick. Uh, I was a former sales manager for Rocky Patel in the Kansas City area, uh, but I discovered them in 2008, would go to work for them in 2016. Was, and for lack of a better term, I was a Rocky fanboy. I knew a lot about cigars, but, you know, and I had expanded my horizons and everything, but, um, uh, you know, I, I was still very loyal to the brand. Um, I left that brand in 2018, went to work for another brand, which shall remain nameless. Okay. Uh, in, in February 1, which uh, while we're at TPE, we will be celebrating my one-year anniversary with the company. Uh, I came to work for JRE Tobacco, and I've not looked back since. And uh, this is my home and my family. Um I'm proud to honestly say uh, you can call me a kiss ass if you want, but my best friend is my boss, and I feel like I work with legitimate family. The Aroas uh, are Aroa fantastic family, people. They, they, they are amazing, and there's not many people outside my actual family that I would go to the ends of the earth for, but uh, over the last year, they have made me feel like family. I would do anything for the Aroa family that they asked me. Well, very cool. Well, and, and so... Just to update the people, you're going to be on the show more frequently. At least that's the plan. Absolutely. Because, yes, because I will actually be, I'm actually the territory manager for the St. Louis area now. There you go. So, yeah. So, you'll so, be coming around and we'll be able to hopefully uh, get you on live with me. And then that way we're not. I'm a little bit wilder than Trey Mack. I'll go ahead and tell you that. <laughs> well, that's. So, okay. <laughs> so, do we want to get it? Do, do we want to just go ahead and talk about the other, the your other gig? Get that out of the way now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We can go ahead and get that out of the way. Why not? Now. Let's get that uh, out of the way. Let, let's tell people what. I'm a, what I'm we're a professional. I am a prof independent professional wrestler on the side. I actually Friday night appeared on my first pay per view. Yeah. And uh, first time in 20 years I was on a pay per view. You can let's give XWW Extreme World Wrestling the plug. <laughs> it was a it was a great match. It's not a big deal. It's not like I'm leaving JRE anytime soon. But Extreme World Wrestling, it's a local gig here. Pay five dollars if you watch the match. You're not on the Roku channel or ExtremeWrestlingOnline.com. So you're not heading to New York anytime soon, is what? Oh God, no, 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 no! <laughs> you can't, no, you can't hold on. right now. No, I I have the best job in the world. Very cool. Hold hold, hold on. It's not his first pay per view match. You gotta pay for your OnlyFans. That that fucking counts. <laughs> I wish I had an OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, I, I wish I had an OnlyFans. Listen, if you've never heard the story, well, let's get sidetracked for just 30 seconds. Feel we'll bring free. It back. We do there's that. A, uh, female, there's a female wrestler out there right now, former female wrestler. Her name is Mandy Rose, arguably Wait, one of the most beautiful women. Former on female. Former professional wrestler. Okay, okay. Former WWE. female today just gets yeah, me. Man. Yeah, I know. I know. With everything going. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> she's a former WWE superstar. 
one of the most beautiful women on the face of the planet. If you've not seen her, go check her Instagram out, Mandy Sachs. Um, she actually made more in one month on an OnlyFans account than she made in three years total with WWE as a wrestler. Doesn't shock me. I don't know if you could pull that off, but I, it doesn't shock me that she did. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just a sexy boy, but I'm not your boy toy. Okay, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I get that reference. I actually get that reference. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Nice. Okay. Well, cool. Um. So, but it's five ninety nine a month, right? What? What? Extreme Wrestling Online is four ninety nine a month. No, 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 no. Aladino bears all on OF, and that's B. So now we're talking about your only fans, and that's B E A R S. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. Um, so I've been fast smoking this this Connecticut here. I want to I want to move on to uh my my actual cigar so I can. Do Dan the Man ponder some justice here and, and give him his cut. So I am moving on to my second Aladino of the last, you know, hour and 15 minutes. I have an Aladino Candela, or uh, Candela. You got me on the Candela kick. Cameroon. I've got the Cameroon. It's a, it's a favorite of the show. So um, time to do the cut. And the official cutting is brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. And guys, if you're in the St. Louis area, Dan the Man Ponder has the best Aladino selection in the city. Arguably in the state. Do you know? Anybody? You guys know. Joel? Joel? Anybody in the state? Oh. I would honestly say that he probably does. There you go. And we just lost Joel. There he goes. Well. There he's oh, there now he he's is. back. Okay. So anyway, um he's like, I gotta check my OnlyFans right now. <laughs> like, uh, I'm getting pings. Um so anyway, Dan the Man Ponder, he's got the best Aladino selection in the state. And you know, you can swing by, you can check it out. He still has a few of those uh candelas from last year in the Robusto size. Um, you know, I'm sure come uh St. Patrick's Day he'll be uh getting some of the Toros, but I know he's got some of the Sumatra still there as well. Um, you know, it's a good place to get uh some some now harder to find uh Aladinos. So, you know, if you uh are in the area and you want to swing by, check out Dan the Man Ponder at Riverman Cigar Company, and if you're not in the area, he does mail order, so you can give him a call, and he can get a nice shipment of cigars sent to you right away. It's Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri, and with that, I'm going to go ahead and cut my cigar. So, now that we've gotten the business out of the way, let's get into the wackiness. So, Trey, oh, Lord. I'm, I'm just going to jump right into it, buddy. We're just, we're just going to jump right into this. Folks, buckle the fuck up for tonight's episode me, because me, it's about to get fucky. Yeah, so I'm turning the lights out on this one. I'm gonna light my cigar here, and then Joel Joel doesn't know what's about to hit, nope. and neither do the listeners. This is real. We're about to hit it live on the air, and all I'm saying is, buckle up, folks. This ain't gonna be over tonight. Probably not. Nope. Very this is going to be a series, and it's very, very real. So, now that I have my cigar lit, I'm going to put on my gloves. Because You're going to need your gloves. Mm-hmm. You're going to need your gloves. So, 
When was that, Trey? A couple weeks back? Yeah, two or three weeks ago. About two weeks ago. I, uh, yeah, there we go. I went to the post office and I checked my P.O. box for my newspaper. And, uh, you know, I had some mail. And in and amongst that mail was this envelope. Mind you, it's in a Ziploc bag sealed for my safety. For a reason. Cool. I get the letter. And I don't notice anything weird about it in the post office. I'm going to set that cigar down. Until I get to my car. And I look at it. And I notice... I'm looking to see if it's a check. Because I like getting checks in the mail. And I notice that the address is in pencil. I'm going to cover up that address, though. It's in pencil. And then I look at the return address to see who this is from. And I notice that they wrote... Their return address, which I will, you know, put my finger over the return address, underneath some printed material on the envelope. And that's when I see that this has got a stamp on it from correctional facility and a line, inmate name and a line, address, city, state, zip and lines. And I'm thinking, did I get a letter from an inmate? So I flip the envelope around. And I don't know if anyone could see that, but there is a lot of text written on the back of the envelope. And that text reads, please forward contents to Donald Trump, Elon Musk, Rupert Murdoch, Associated Press, and Reuters News. There exists a shadowy government with its own Air Force, its own Navy, and its own fundraising mechanism, and the ability to preserve its own or pursue its own ideas of national interest, free from all checks and balances, free from law itself, quoted Senator Daniel K. Uh, in Invoin, I don't know that last name. For link to the book posted at Kevlar Kevin on Facebook, do contact George Knapp at News and in at News Eight in Las Vegas. He's seen it there years ago. Hey, George Knapp, he knows his fucking boys. I got no idea what the fuck this is now. So I text a picture. Wait, 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 wait. wasn't wasn't George Knapp one that they uh, that broke the story about Area Fifty? One in the late 80s? I believe so. Oh, possibly. Possibly. I don't know. Yeah, I think he was the one that, if I'm not it's, mistaken. That's the one Bob Lazar. Bob yes, Lazar's that's the guy that Bob Lazar reached out to, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, shit. So, okay. So, I get this strange envelope, and I take a picture, and I proceed to send it to Trey. And I'm like, look what I got in the mail. And so, Trey, you looked up inmate Kevin Michael Ruskoff. Yeah, because you were driving, I was driving, and I was like, yeah, so you were like, what the hell is this? And I go, oh, I got a second. I love doing PI shit. So uh, let me see what I can dig up, and let's just even see if this is real. Uh, sure enough, I found our man, Mr. Blank. Ruskoff. Uh, we'll, 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 yeah, we'll, okay, Ruskoff. It's, it's Mr. We'll Ruskoff. Mr. Ruskoff. Yeah, it's I'm sure he's doing this. I'm sure he's doing this to get attention, so... Uh, Give I'm him sure. some attention. We'll so, see where this goes. Yeah. Um. So again, you hadn't opened it up, thank God. Nope. Because I'm like, let, let me see if this is real and who it is. And I find Mr. Ruskoff, 50 years old. Uh, this is from uh, the Press Democrat, uh, which I'm guessing is uh, uh, California. Yeah, I would say he's incarcerated paper. in California. It looks like Santa Rosa, 
California. Yeah. So if you want me to just uh, kind of briefly give people an overview, which is what I told you before. Please do. You went any further. You said, yeah, this is the real dude. Uh, Mr. Ruskoff uh, pled no contest to threatening to murder a woman and her son in the Petaluma police office. A police officer also threatened to murder an officer. And the officer's family uh, has been sentenced to uh, 12 years in prison according to the Sonoma County District Attorney's Office. Uh, He was sentenced to 12 years and eight months on August 31st, blah, 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 um, for five felony charges, including criminal threats, resisting an executive officer by threat or violence, and three charges of battery by gassing. That's the one. What is battery by gassing? That was a term I wasn't familiar with. Now, are you talking? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Since I'm new to this, battery by gassing, are we talking about in prison he was charged with this or he was charged with this? No, as a street crime. As I dug further, I found out that uh, the charges of battery, battery by gassing happened when he was being sentenced in the courtroom. Oh. Um, would you like to know what, what that might be? I think everybody wants to know what that might be. I think yeah. I know, but I don't want to spoil it. Um, while Ruskoff was in the Sonoma County jail pending charges, he threw a picture of human excrement on three yeah. Sonoma County correctional deputies. Some of the excrement went into the eyes and mouth of one of the deputies. That's the gassing. He threw a yep. pitcher of shit. A pitcher. Shit. A pitcher. So, side note, uh, I was a correctional officer for a little while in North Carolina. Oh, Wait, so you so have insight potentially into this. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was you... a corrections officer. <laughs> Wait, so were, were, were you yeah, ever the victim of uh, battery by gassing? Uh, no, I was not. Um, I'm I worked uh, a lot of minimum custody guys, and uh, those guys didn't want to lose any of their privileges or be taken back to close or uh, what we call in North Carolina brown clothes. They didn't want to go into brown clothes because that means they lose a lot of their privileges, a lot of their freedoms. So, uh, you know, but yes, uh, that was uh, as soon as you said gassing, that's immediately the term that came to mind. (laughs) Battery by gassing. Yeah, that that I, I witnessed it. Um, so whenever I was in Kansas uh, for a little while after I left Rocky, I actually worked uh, one of the toughest prisons in the United States, and that was Lansing Correctional Facility. Lansing Correctional Facility, and Lansing, uh, uh, in their uh, segregation units or what they call uh, um, uh, solitary housing or, or something of that sort, they they gassed you a lot because they weren't in there for being the nicest of people. Okay, so. What do you think, young? And so I, I read this to him. He hasn't opened it. He's driving, and I'm laughing. I can't stop laughing. Yeah. I'm so, like, one, this is a real guy. Two, this is a poop thrower. So, needless to say, I did not wish to open it at that moment because there could be feces in here. I mean, and so you discarded. I set it as I got home and I put my mail down, and for whatever reason, whatever reason that day, I forgot it. And I forgot it for weeks. And as we're prepping to do this show, Trey asked me, have you ever opened that letter? So I went and found it. And I opened it up. 
but I have not taken it out yet. Because as I opened it, <laughs> as I opened it to get the papers out, which, mind you, there's a lot of paper in here. The first thing I see is that, which says riffraff poison, uh, turn, turn or, or turn or burn. So I'm like, oh, I should probably wash my hands because I made the mistake of opening it without gloves at that point. And I'm like, I should probably wash my hands. So I did. And then I figured I need gloves, but I don't have any cleaning gloves. I don't have any like rubber gloves. So the best I have are my like, you know, fuzzy mitten things. And uh, so, you know, if the uh, poison and anthrax and whatnot can get through that, then I'm screwed. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I'm going to set that down and I'm going to get out the papers. Yeah, oh, there like are two sets. There are two different. Oh, my God. I don't even know where to start. Oh, my God. This is like. That sounds like it's a song by a guy named uh, Snowy Bear, Riff Raff Poison, Turn and Burn. Sounds like that's a song lyric. Okay. Interesting you said that. We Googled uh, Riff Raff Poison, Turn or Burn, and I saw references on Google to Snow Snowy Bear or Snow Bear or whatever, but I couldn't find any lyrics to be able to determine, like, what was what. So that that's interesting that you point that out. So. I'm opening this up. I'm I'm starting at the the with this one, and it it looks like it's a cover letter to a Marissa Endicott at the Press Democrat. Okay. Oh, what what I just read. <laughs> and mind you, we have a lot going on here. We have this. We have some pictures of some sort. Holy shit. Um. So that's the that and mind you. This page with the pictures, that's double-sided. That's the one that's got the just gobs of text there. Then on this section with the turn or burn, um, apparently this states at the top, this report sent to 400 churches nationwide, and it's a whole lot. And it's seven. We have math of some sort. I don't know what we... Oh, we this come out to 666. Um, then we have even more text. And on the back, this is hard to turn with these gloves. I'm probably okay, but I just don't want to. Then we have more text, more text, and more text with the turn and burn. So, I wonder if this guy's locked up on the, uh, on the mental health ward or wing of the prison. Dude, I don't even know. Um, so needless to say, on top of that, I wonder if he was. Uh, so one of the ways inmates get a lot of their drugs in, a lot of them prefer K two. Uh, they get it in through their legal mail now uh, because you can spray K two onto the mail. And one of the ways that prisons are starting to uh, get away from that is they're just photocopying all the letters that come in. Ah, well, these are photocopies. You can tell these are not. These are not written. These yeah. are photocopies. Oh. I, here before you go any further, I got a couple questions too here. Okay, I'm guessing he sent this to multiple people. It sounds like seems like it. Are you a leader in any church? Nope. No, okay. but uh, you, Church of the Cigar Pulpit. A, yeah, the Cigar <laughs> Pulpit. But you you Father, do Father Holy Ghost <laughs> fired up, baby. But you, <laughs> You do have a newspaper. I do, and that's where it was addressed to, was my newspaper. However, my newspaper is in southern Illinois. I literally cover three towns, um, 
you know, I mean, I'm super hyper local. I've never once reported on anything in California, much less anything having to do with this guy. I I pro I could probably count on one hand the mentions of Donald Trump in my newspaper. So it's not like I'm even covering national shit. I'm super hyper local. So yeah, my question is, how many people did he send this to? He's probably looking for attention or somebody to. He probably, I would imagine, he probably got a list from the Illinois Press Association of all the newspapers in the state, and probably blasted copies of this out to damn near all of us, and probably is doing that in all the other states as well. That's so. That's what we're thinking before we even get into the weeds. Here. So but we have I would, no I would, idea what. So Nick, being uh, having a little bit of experience with this, I think you are probably spot on. That's that's my guess. With what you're, if I was betting anything, that's what he's doing. And I would almost bet that this guy is locked up in some type of mental health uh, deal, and he's using somebody that works at the prison. And I'm not talking about like an officer; probably using somebody that has access, like a trustee or something to uh, gain access to a photocopier and run a bunch of run a bunch of copies. All right. Interesting. So Joel's so, going to give you that version. I might have a slightly different version before we go to the next step. So I'd like to read this letter to yes. Marissa Endicott. I figured, Let me double check. Let me see if that's who wrote the article. I don't want to know. Uh, no. no, that was Alana Minkler. But it was still someone from the uh, yes, press Democrat. Still, yeah, press Democrat. Okay. I'm not going to read the whole manifesto now, but Trey suggested that I should read a portion of the manifesto, you know, every episode going forward until we finish it. Make it like a segment, you know, tales from the inmate's mind kind of thing, something like that, you know? And uh, that could be fun. That could be something different, especially well, I was, considering I was kind of I've got like at least one manufacturer already lined up for an interview after like right after TPE. And uh, there's no way I'm finishing this before then. So uh, Jonas from Blackbird is totally going to start his episode with a paragraph from a fucking inmate manifesto. (laughs) Let's see. Let's see. However many manufacturers I can get while I'm still working through the manifesto to like, you know. (laughs) <laughs> just totally let me, just totally put it let me, gonna be like, let me put it to fuck? you this way what if you know this is many years ago and a man named ted kaczynski was writing you a letter and I, you wouldn't know shit about him and you're playing along you might be onto something here that you don't even fucking I don't realize even fucking no so dear marissa endicott at the press democrat thank you for your time and consideration I am sending the enclosed world news information to inform you of the fact that it is now in number being in number being sent to various news outlets nationwide and to inform you that the outlet that prom- promulgates it first will be responsible for directing the world to you and your papers motives for not the Nazi government before it turned on God's defenseless people to murder them, posed itself as the people's shield of protection. So it is today with the corrupt Nazi U.S. government posing as the nation's shield of protection. Uh, I'm trying to read his writing here, so forgive me. Um, I can't read that. Uh, something I, upon the revealing of this world news information, will come photographs 
of the beguiling governing federal, state, and religious officials, military religious, listed on pages 552 and 553 that reads, The order of the temple is so powerful in numbers, wealth, and position, and honors given to its officers and representatives should therefore be in keeping with the dignity of the order. President, vice president, cabinet, governors within their states, grand master mason, grand high priest. With love, Michael. Not even joking. Okay. With love. With love. So now we get to the um, back. Now we get to the back. Where we have hold some. Hold on. Hold on. Which portion was that? Show me the paper. That was the letter was the- that was sent to Marissa Endicott. Okay. And then what follows are his. We have some some scribblings here. I'm gonna get I'm gonna do this. So we have what looks to be some number like code type deal. So we have the word computer written over here. C equals three, O equals fifteen, M equals thirteen. So it's a numerical code. And apparently for some reason you take all those numbers, you multiply them by six. I don't know why he's multiplying by six. Why not five? Why not four? But he's multiplying by six. And that equals the various things. So three times six is 18. 15 times six, 90. And apparently when you add all that up, it equals 666. So maybe the computer is the mark of the beast. So so, uh, quick, uh, uh, if you you go back and read Revelation, it does not say that the number of the mark of the beast is the number 603, three score and six. It says the number of man is 666. Oh, see? Okay, but okay. that can be taken a many different. So, so uh, the, and uh, so then I'll I'll bring this into it. If you want to bring some religious uh, text into it? Why not? What day did God make man? What day did God make man? I mean, in terms of the sequence, I get what you're saying. I don't know what which day was it. Six. Sixth oh, day. Oh, was the sixth day. So that's why six is known as the number of man. Okay. All right. So underneath this little math here, he has a quote from 2 Peter, second chapter, verse 3. Uh, it says, And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slum beareth not. Then underneath that, we have a thing. Cybernetics. The science dealing with the comparative study of the human control. Control is in all caps, very large. Control systems of the brain and nervous system and the complex electronic systems of artificial intelligence, super quantum computers. Govern mental. He has mental in quotes. So, yeah. So that's what we got there. Um, I You know... I think I'm going to stop with that. I think I think we can stop it's with that. It's probably enough. It's probably enough. I think we can stop with that, and I think we can continue the rest later. But uh, yeah, I mean, we have we have a lot. We have a lot to cover here. In fact, we have pictures of what appears to be Hitler and some other like Nazi officer. You know, we have poison. You know, symbols and various things. I mean, like we have a lot going on here. Um, so uh, sounds like this guy joined a white supremacy gang. Dude, I don't, I don't know what this guy's got going on, but uh, he apparently decided that I needed to see this, 
And I also apparently desperately needed to forward it on to Donald Trump and Elon Musk and uh, the rest. You, you do need to see it. You do. So it's been oh, a quick bit of trivia for you, Nick. Quick yeah. bit of trivia. Uh, talking about the Nazis, who did they sign their first treaty with whenever Hitler came to power? Uh, I don't know. The Catholic Church. Oh. We'll trivia for you, Joel. No, I'm English. Were the Nazis <laughs> defeated? Uh, in what way? In a military battle, yes. Uh, they lost their land and all that. But to make them go away, I would say no, because they're still they still just dead. I would say uh, you're kind of onto it. Uh, I would say no. Germany was defeated. The Nazis were just taken in by Russia and the United States. Well, more likely, uh, Germans were defeated, and they they're hiding out in places in Chile. And well, I mean, we literally yeah, they're the boys from Brazil. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, we literally. No, yeah, I mean, Warner von Braun was the head of NASA for how long? No, I mean, he started NASA. He was the head of NASA. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean, Russia took more Nazi scientists than we did, and we took a bunch. Operation uh, Paperclip, if you're out there. Um, Oh, I agree. So the Nazis were not defeated. Germany was defeated. The Nazis were consumed. And then if uh, anybody out there wants to get real fucky and weird, uh, Operation High Jump. Go ahead and look into Operation High Jump and roll with it. You ever uh, watch the show Archer? I love Archer. I have. I'm not caught up. The one where, uh, did you ever see the one where they thought that Krieger was a clone of Hitler? I, I did see that, yes. And uh, and what was it? Madeline comes through and she says, uh, if you don't think there's still Nazis in the U.S. government, she said, go to NASA and yell out Heil Hitler and watch how many of them staff to attention. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, Trey, does that mean that the moon is a Nazi conspiracy? Uh, it was before the Nazis. Oh, okay, okay. But they probably knew about it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, uh, I mean, fuck. see, I, th- I think it, it's before, it's before the Anunnaki. This is great. I swear, but there's not a single person tuning in right now that could have possibly expected that this is how this was going to go. No, but I do want to. I do. That's true. But I do want to <laughs> plug this uh, for a future guest. Now, this future guest that I'm going to. Uh, you know, push for uh, Joel actually knows this this human being. But if we really want to like take pictures of these letters and break them down, now that we know where this is kind of heading, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know the guy. I'm I'm oh, more than I know. back in Lawrence. Yep, our buddy. Ah, yes, yes, yes. He's um, very. I would honestly. I would honestly like to see him on here. He is very brilliant, very smart, with knows his stuff. He's an international yeah. lawyer. Okay. So, yes. International lawyer. Well, I'd be happy to take pictures of all the pages and send them to you, Trey. And uh, you would. This I would guy, also say. Yeah. I would also say look at it from the other, other side, too. You got to look at it from all sides. Uh, you, you know, I. Yes, there could be some conspiracy. Uh, stuff and we've learned here especially over the last three to four years that more and more of these things are coming to light uh, are true uh, but 
I also uh, subscribe to Occam's Razor, which says that most of the time the simplest is the is the truest. Um, and the simplest thing to me would be this guy's got a lot of mental problems. And if he's not in a mental health ward, then he's probably the member of some white supremacist gang. I'll bet he's got uh, Irish uh, clovers tattooed all over him, with the number 13, and things of that sort. We're coupled probably with a couple of area of Nazi lightning bolts and things of that sort. Okay. So I'd say he's probably a member of an STG, or, which is security threat group. Okay, I thought and, you said STD for a moment, and I was like, no, no, no. no. But and he might have also, one of those for all we know. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it it's is scien- prison. Well, scientifically, <laughs> most likely all three of us have something. So we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, um, sure. uh, trichinosis, anybody? Go ahead and Google that one. Yeah, we got it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, have fun with that in your balls. It's there. Anyway, I would also say that Fuck. all of the above can be true. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to have fun. The only, the only fun way for us to know, Nick, is for you to fucking keep going. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, Nick, Nick, you need to go to California and interview this guy. I was actually just sitting here thinking, boy, wouldn't it be interesting if I could zoom in and get Marissa Endicott? You know? Yes. Yes. Or uh, Alana. Uh Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of Russian names. Uh oh. Oh, a lot of Russian names. Now we're Uh, now we're talking a real conspiracy. There's there's always three sides to every story: his, hers, and the truth. And uh, you're getting his side, and you're going to present it over the next uh, months or whatever, however long. God, I don't even know because, I mean, this is a lot of text, dude. <laughs> uh, I think you've got the potential for a really cool pen pal. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. I don't Here's know the if, thing. I don't know if I want to start up a pen pal relationship. Listen to your boy Trey Mac for just five seconds. Next thing you know, you got a bunch of Nazi biker gangs outside your. I was gonna say there. they're like sending people <laughs> no. to me. We have a supporter, you know. <laughs> Listen, in five seconds. Five seconds. <laughs> Let's say he sent this to four hundred people. Most people are gonna be like, within they don't even open it. They're like, this guy's crazy. I was gonna say, throw it a, in the trash. There's a lot that probably didn't even open it. All it takes is one person, which is what he's fishing for. All it takes is one person to be like, I do want to hear your story. Tell me more. You could be, you could be that person. And then on top of that, Nick, then, you know, you know how you got the one cigar that's out there. That's uh, we're not going to name it, but it's very big amongst certain uh, groups out there uh, that fly a certain flag, uh, you know, uh, you would end up being the uh, the the Nazi. <laughs> oh fuck that! No no no! I am not. No no no! There's no way. I would say we are disavowing any connection of the Nazis at this moment, right now, unequivocally. <laughs> now listen. Oh, don't you dare try to convince me that that's a good idea, Trey. Listen, listen, this is what he does all the time. Try calling him on a a sales call, and then he sits there and he goes, but Joel, what about if you did this? And it's like, you know what, Trey? No, I prefer to keep my (laughs) job. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) this is not a good idea. 
No, no, no. You, sometimes you got to kind of push the envelope a little bit to get. That's what we call progress. That's I'm what, soft, oh, Trey. All those late nights in Lawrence, Kansas, we used to stay up talking about crazy shit. Till like, til the sun came up. There were so many times we were there till the yes. sun came up. Yes. And and here we you, are. You this is, guys that'll go down a rabbit hole. I'm just telling this you. Is, this is more proof that the Matrix is very real. And, and I don't, even, don't even get me started on the shit I was looking into last night because I felt like a fucking dummy that I only came to these conclusions last night. And it just fucked with my head so much my whole world got turned upside down last night well now i feel like we have to know (laughs) okay here's how it started um a cigar person um in california uh fucking california yeah her husband right there they're all crazy out there here's what happened this girl's uh, an influencer, cigar influencer, and she's going to be at TPE. Uh, I think I know who we're talking about. Yeah, you probably do. <laughs> now, I know exactly who we're talking about. Her husband listened to our moon segment. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he got all oh into God. it, and now he wants to have dinner at TPE to discuss everything about the moon. So he, oh, he, he loved it, right? So this is the discussion I'm having last night, which he's like, you're so right about X, Y, and Z, especially like the easiest thing he pointed out was, you know, you talked about uh, Neil Armstrong, you know, the video, where he's uh, the one step for man, one giant yeah. leap for mankind. I'm like, well, then who took the fucking video, right? Like, no. Right, that's like no. the basis of it. Like that doesn't make any sense. There's sure. somebody had videotaped this mm-hmm. shit, and he was like, "I'd never really thought about that." And while he was having this discussion with me last night, my brain clicked, and I was like, "Oh, was Stanley Kubrick on set?" No, 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 no. I'm going another direction. My brain was like, "Oh shit!" I remember another famous video. And it's all fake. And I don't, I feel so dumb that I didn't put it together. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. No. No. Okay. Remember all the videos from the nuclear testing in uh, New Mexico? Mm. Yeah, they all turned out to be fake. Those are all fake. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, yeah, because how do the buildings all evaporate, but yet the camera's okay? But the camera's fine. Yep. Have you, ever, and, have you ever heard the uh, Have you ever heard the uh, story about a uh, about the fusion bomb too? Have you ever heard the difference between fusion and fission? So you have the radiation fallout that lasts for thirty, forty, hundred thousand years with fission. You don't have it with fusion because whenever you're not splitting the atoms, you're actually bringing yeah. them together to create more. So there would be no radiation fallout. You get a big sonic boom. That goes for miles. It does heat up, but then after that, everything's still good to go. Oh, no, now, you're right. One that, one that, bar, that baffles me since we're going down the nuclear hole is uh, neutron bombs. The nuclear hole. <laughs> we should have Mr. Jonathan on to talk about the nuclear, nuclear hole. <laughs> so, okay, new, what about neutron bombs? Like, just totally baffling. Well, it, it, it's, it's really... They can, uh, they will kill uh, all human beings and um, 
and uh, mammals. They're, they're programmed to do that, but they will leave almost every other form of life and buildings left standing. Hmm. So if you're a snake, they're you're fine. On. Yeah, and, and the other crazy thing is, is um, they um, there's only two countries as of right now that have we are one of them. Israel is the other. Israel, we gave it to Israel in the 60s or 70s, and they actually, it's called Operation Samson. If they ever feel like they're pushed back to Jerusalem or Tel Aviv too far, they will unleash it and kill everybody, including themselves. Okay. We've gone down some real rabbit hole tracks here. But, I mean, uh, this leads me to two questions that have really been bothering me these past couple of weeks. Okay. Um, yes, Trey, you're gay. <laughs> Just the tip and, still counts. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't fully realize that till you and I spent a night together in the Sahara. I know, I know. If you put it, if you put it in your mouth, just put the weight till the swelling goes down. You're still. Yeah, okay. I, didn't, I didn't understand, and I was like, oh. <laughs> now I understand why we have such a diverse workforce at Aladino. <laughs> Me and Joel, two so, gays in the hammock. But anyway, b- before you get to your two questions, I just want to point out, and and this just popped to mind. Hey, Joel, doesn't he look like the guy, the cake boss from the he Food Network? Like Duff. Duff, yeah. Like Doesn't he fucking look yes. like Cake Boss? I realized no. I yeah, saw no. a picture the other day. I'm, I'm a gangster cake boss, dude. I saw a picture the other day of so Duff, he, 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 and I was like, I was like, son of a bitch, Duff looks like Trey Mac, where Trey Mac looks oh, like no. Duff, you know. So yeah, yes, yes. Okay. Anyway, oh. I'm sorry. Your two questions. What 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 what's on your mind, Trey? I have two questions for humanity. We'll start with number one, <laughs> and this is really perplexing me. I really got to figure this out. One, uh, human beings cry. Correct. We've all cried. We're men, but we can we can admit to it's crying. True. It's true. You lose someone very close to you, a ball like a motherfucker, right? It happens. Um, name another thing on planet Earth that does that. I mean, that like dogs has tear ducts like that. No, that that ball. You can have tear ducts, but who balls? Uh, dogs? I would say no, dogs. They lose dogs. No, they don't cry. Dogs can get upset. El- elephants shed elephants shed tears, but they don't weep and <laughs> we're the only people that go. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, how does that go? We, we are the only people. Yeah, we are the only people that do that. People wise, yes. Okay, so that that's interesting. But now, animal wise, there are animals that do mourn the loss of others. Yes, but they don't mourn like we do. They don't. Nothing cries uncontrollably like we do. Penguins mourn. They mourn. There are animals that mourn. Elephants mourn. Actually, we had an elephant pass. We had a couple elephants of elephants uh, here at Saint, at the Saint, Saint Louis Zoo. We had an elephant that passed away, and they actually, you know, had a mourning period for the elephants, where they let the elephants like go by the the body yeah. and kind of mourn and everything. It was. Really they, they definitely. How did, you know about, how did they know my mother in law passed? What? 
That's fucked up. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, I'm like, wait, the elephants knew your mother-in-law. What? No, <laughs> I get you. I get you. <laughs> no, but you know, but they don't. They, the elephants don't go sit under a tree and like weep uncontrollably. We we all have done this. It's a very human thing to do. I have a okay. weeping tree in the back. Which is weird. I'm like, okay, we're we're the only things that weep uncontrollably. And then I thought about the next thing. Tits. Uh, what? Tits. What about tits? Uh, who else has tits? I mean, gorilla. Lots nope. of animals have tits. No, they all. They're other animals. Even the ones that show tits. It's only when the the female is lactating. Oh. Well, Which I is like why you don't have, like, I saw a female Sasquatch because she had big old fucking tits. That's how I know it's a female. No. Doesn't happen. How do you know? Why? No, no, no. Wait a minute. No, wait a minute. How do you? If the Sasquatch is the missing link, then theoretically it might have tits. Okay. I am very, and Joel is too, we are personal friends with the one human being that has written more articles on Sasquatch than anyone on Yeah, you brought this up the last time, and you said that... I actually live in the town with the... Yeah. And I actually live in the town that has the largest Sasquatch festival in America. Every year. Marion. Marion, North Carolina. And you mentioned the she-squatch and how she had tits. That is the only... The tit set squash that's only been one time written down. One time. Well, maybe the women. So oh, here's the thing. Maybe the women stay at home and the male Sasquatches go out and collect listen, all the food and bring it back. Listen, why do we have tits? Why do our women have fucking voluptuous, nice titties that everybody loves? Why are you questioning it? Nothing else has these things. And the ones in Vegas, even God says, I didn't make these. <laughs> There's scientists out there that can take you know credit for that. I want yeah. the parishioners. I want the parishioners to give me a reason. Why do we have tits and nothing else does? Why? Evolution. Tell me, tell me more, Joel. Why I mean, does evolution I mean, give us tits? I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying that uh, women that that showed. Maybe it's one of those things through evolution that they were that they showed. Uh, the ability to, if they have uh, bigger tits, that uh, they could reproduce and keep the young more uh, nourished. And so, and I agree with on, as we grow, as we developed as a species, then uh, it's just one of those genes that just stuck around. You know, like being a ginger so, fuck. Okay, yeah, okay, I can follow that, yeah. and and I can agree with that. But we've all seen videos, I know we all have, I know we all have, where monkeys are fascinated with women's tits. I thought I know you were going to go a whole different direction than that. Yeah, I, I, don't know know if I, I don't know if I can say that I've seen a video You're of that. missing out. There's great why, shit out why there. Are you watching, why are you watching animal porn? No, right? no, no, no. Monkeys love tits. I, I can tell. I mean, I've watched the video. They love tits. Husto must be so proud of his sales force. <laughs> <laughs> so, if monkeys, we know we're monkeys. the top two guys. Hey. <laughs> Aladino, <laughs> right? We know monkeys love tits, and yet they don't seek them out in in their own kind to, uh, you know, evolve. So, 
that's my evolution question. It's, it, these are questions of the universe. Were the Nazis defeated? Why do we cry? And why do we have tits? These are three things humanity needs to figure out. Well, maybe it's and in the manifesto. Figure that out. If we can't figure that out, no wonder we can't figure out how to go faster than the speed of light. It might be oh, in the sorry. manifesto. We oh, don't know. we don't know. Shit. We don't know. We haven't read You're it. You're going to have to stay tuned, people. Stay tuned. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's, I, let's, hope, I, I hope by the, the next time that I am on or Trey is on or we're both on at the same time, or by the time we get to Vegas, someone has responded and said, Trey, this is why women have tits. Well, this episode's going to go out on Tuesday the 30th as I'm flying to Las Vegas. So, theoretically, it will be fresh in the minds of the parishioners as we're at TPE. So, if there's ever a time for me to get comments and responses to this, that's going to be the moment. So, yeah, we'll, we'll I'll get you updated. Well, praise the cigar gods ask the ammunition. There you go. Let's, 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 you know what, let's, let's listen to Pinky's fun fact. Cause, oh, I love Pinky. You know, we'll see if there's anything good that comes out of that for conversation. Hey, it's your girl Pinky. Ready for a fun fact? South Americans are known for a dish named koi, which is prepared by cooking guinea pigs. This has been Pinky, and I'll be back next time with more fun facts. That's fantastic. There you go. I've been, I've been wanting to eat a guinea pig for many years. Well, you know what? Hey, and, and you're part of, and you're, hey, part of your territory, Trey, you can get something very close to that. And just outside Pittsburgh, they make muskrat. <laughs> I, would rather, I would rather have Nutria. I'm just saying, well, and, uh, next year we can try that because that'll be all over uh, New Orleans. Yeah. I was really hoping Pinky would say, why do humans have tits? That would have been awesome. I mean, it, it's the question of the ages. You, so. you should text Pinky and be like, hey, this came up on the show. Can you look <laughs> further into this? I'm, I'm sure that she would appreciate that. Let's, I mean, if it's, it might be a point that God is real because let's be real. If guys, you can forward all your complaints to Aladino cigars. If like, if like rhinos, if rhinos had tits, hey, the human beings would just be like, oh, we would be over everything. We, 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 I mean, maybe God was like, no, it's just for humans. So they stick that way because you put it on some fat and men will just chase it. Let's do this now. I got a feeling I'm going to wake up without a job in the morning. Guess what, motherfucker? <laughs> oh, shit. That's the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I forgot I'd switch that. Well, all right, never mind. I was going to do the Villiger thing, but evidently I need to switch buttons now. So um, this will be the part that I go video only. So if you guys want to know what we're saying, you got to tune into the YouTube, and uh, we'll be right back on the audio. Okay, and we're back on the audio, and we discussed uh, why Joel will still have a job after this is over. Uh, so you'll have to check that out. Also, why praying mantises uh, have rather large penises compared to their body size. Mm. I noticed that. Ducks have that weird long corkscrew. Oh no! You know yeah, we I, went into that a couple years ago, didn't we? About I the, think so. Yeah, duck penises. It's fucked yeah. up. Yeah. So. Yeah, they are. 
Okay. I actually watched one, uh, you know, in Gatlinburg one night or during the day, woke up and I was like, oh, look, there's beautiful ducks on the, on the river. What the hell is he raping that one? <laughs> and sure enough, he literally had this poor female duck holding her down underwater. This man is a voyeur. I mean, you know, did, 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 did you whip it out? No. Okay. See, that's the question. That's the follow up question there. Trey was going to ask it, but I just beat him to it. So Nick, did you ever watch that cartoon? Dark wing duck. Oh, Jesus. I mean, he did have the daughter. He did. I'm not saying he did anything with the daughter. I'm saying at some point he had to have had sex to have a daughter. Very true. You guys are fucked. I'm oh. not saying he did anything with that. You know what? Let's do this. It's time for the Villager Cigars Entertainment Report. Brought to you by Villager. Villager Cigars, one of the leading cigar and cigarello manufacturers in the world, founded in 1888 and still family owned and operated. Head over to VilligerCigars.com and check the store locator to find a shop near you that carries them. We guarantee that Villager Cigars will be a wonderful addition to your humidor and cigar rotation. Okay, guys. So, what have you been watching? What you been entertained by? What, listening to, reading, whatever. You guys are on the road a lot. Three, three, three shows, three shows or podcasts or yeah, just uh, try to go first. I'll, I'll, I'll be the. Okay, I'll go first. I'll I'll start yeah. off easy. We're doing one by one by one, but you know, if we're doing it that way, yeah, whatever. It doesn't uh, have to I be three. Off. It's just whatever, you know. No, no I, don't we usually do three? That's three cigars we smoke to enjoy. That's a different. Well, segment. I got three three fucking shows. There you go. You got three things. Oh. So there you go. We'll start with the good one here. Um, always the first of January, I do something every fucking year. Oh God. Is this that uh, Lonesome Dove thing that you were talking about? Yeah, well, that's part of it. And I actually mentioned this to uh, uh, a person at, a, at an event I did recently. And I said, no, when January hits, I always watch the greatest TV series of all time, Lonesome Dove. The greatest story of all time. Phenomenal. Dove. Phenomenal. And then, like, I usually follow that and I go through the entire three seasons of Deadwood which I think is the greatest TV show of all time. It's my personal favorite. And uh, so, yeah, it's that time of year. I've been doing that. But uh, as you'll see, there's a couple other things that uh, will span into this. Okay. So I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and say this. I am gearing up for one of my favorite nights of the year. It's going to be Saturday, January 27th, uh, the Royal Rumble. You're always surprised about who shows up, what happens. Uh, it's going to be one of the biggest nights of the year. It's going to be CM Punk's official return to the ring for the first time in 10 years uh, uh, in a WWE ring. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about my boy. Let me let me talk to you, L.A. Night. Yeah. <laughs> in the Fatal 4-Way with Roman Reigns. Yeah. Uh, I'm also excited about a uh, another. Uh, how do I put this tray without putting anything out there? Uh, potential friend in the long running. Hopefully, he will come away with the Royal Rumble win, Cody Rhodes. And then, on top of that, since it is wrestling related, a couple of weeks later, 
Trey, an icon, shall be retiring. Where his main event push started, the icon Sting shall be retiring in Greensboro, North Carolina. That's what, March 3rd, right? Yes, sir. And one of my best friends, one of the greatest tag team wrestlers on the face of the planet. When I say we started together, we literally started on the same trampoline together as teenagers. Cash Wheeler of FTR will be also be on that card. Very cool. So, uh, That's I'm very excited about those things. Uh, I hope everything goes well. No injuries. We're, it's already getting a little iffy, and then we're on to WrestleMania. Boy, speaking of, yeah. So, all right. Full disclosure. Um, so, my girlfriend's brother's big into wrestling. And so, you know, being the nice guy, I'm trying to, like, you know, have something to talk to him about. So I've kind of, like, been hitting the Reddit boards and whatever. And the Dave from the Smoking Butts and Tappin' Ash podcast that's been on here a couple times, he's big into wrestling. So he's been educating me mostly about AEW. He's not a big WWE guy. And so um, we've been kind of, I've done a little dabbling, a little dabbling. You know, it's been since the Attitude Era. That, that I watched. Well, you know, one of the biggest names in WWE right now is from right where you're living right now. Who's uh, Randy Orton? Randy Orton, yeah, Randy yeah, yeah. Orton. Funny. Well, I mean, Randy's a 14-time world heavyweight champion. Dude. Funny story about that. Randy Orton went to high school with a gal that used to work right for my newspaper, and she told me about him and whatnot. Yeah, I bet so, she I did. I, I, I bet she did tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so an RKO that punani. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably put it in a coma. Oh, he's been on steroids since he's nineteen years old. Okay, probably <laughs> not. But, I mean, you don't look like that without it. I, I'll go ahead and tell you, you don't look like a Greek god at nineteen, with even with genetics like mm-mm, that, mm-mm. without a few enhancements. But anyway, so no, I've been kind of keeping track, and yeah, so this whole uh, uh, Sting's last match thing. Um, he's going up against, it's he and this Darby guy going up against this, uh, the, uh, the young ones. Is that it? Young, young bucks. Young bucks. So like, yeah, what's up with that? Like, it feels like I personally to me, I feel like that's a bit of a waste on, uh, I, I don't know, but I mean, who do you throw up against? Well, Joel knows okay, so all about the young bucks. He knows all about Yeah. I, I, so I'll go ahead and tell you full <laughs> disclosure, FPR and young bucks hate each other i mean full disclosure they are not on the best of terms with each other um a lot of bs it goes back to the days when uh ftr called themselves the revival in wwe and the young bucks were trashing them while they were in japan before all elite wrestling started um and then if you really want a good education about it go and listen to uh jim Cornette talk about how much better ftr is than than the young bucks and you know um boy majority of people would rather watch ftr than a young bucks match i mean here's, honestly here's now, my issue with jim, here's my issue with jim Cornette's podcast a it's four fucking hours long and b there's that conrad guy that's on there and i cannot that dude i'm not a big fan of the conrad guy are you talking about brian last no isn't there he have conrad yeah no, he doesn't have Conrad. Okay. Conrad was with Ric Flair and those guys. All yeah, right. That, I'm getting confused. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Conrad, yeah, didn't, uh, he did didn't, the he did the Steve Austin podcast, right? No. No, fuck. I'm just no, totally botching this. Uh, Never mind. No, he was, uh, he was, uh, he's Ric Flair and Arn Anderson and Eric Bischoff and all those guys. Oh, and JR. 
Yeah, and, and Grill and with JR. Yeah. That's the one. Okay, 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 okay. All right. Sorry. Anyway, and please. I could save it. you money with your mortgage. Oh, <laughs> my God. Save with Conrad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, and he, you know, he, full disclosure on that, you know, he's Ric Flair's son-in-law. Conrad is? Conrad is Ric Flair's oldest daughter's husband. Boy, that makes a lot of sense now that you say that. <laughs> so... Yep. But uh no, you know, the the uh, one of the coolest matches I ever watched was uh back whenever CM Punk was with AEW. And it was uh CM Punk, Sting and Darby Allen, and all three of them came out with their faces painted like Sting from uh, Punk had his like from the eighties and he had a pair of Sting's old tights on. Sting came out with his face paint, Darby painted his uh face paint like the crow sting back in the day. They wrestled FTR at MJF in Greensboro, North Carolina. I was there in the fourth row, and that was one of the coolest nights I have ever seen in my life. Huh? It was uh, it, 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 it was magic, and I'm hoping they give him that in well, that building because that's literally where his main event push started on the very first ever Clash of Champions against Ric Flair. So that's my question then. So I'm saying, you know, if the I, I don't. It's just a, a very, very novice, like you know, uh, watcher. I don't feel like the that Sting's getting the opponent worthy of a last match. Like who would? Who I would disagree. I would disagree. Okay, all right. Even though I'm not a big tell, Bucks fan, tell me why. But even though I'm not a huge Young Bucks fan for backstage reasons, their in ring ability is off the charts. They are better. You know, the two best tag teams in, uh, you know, AEW has the best tag team division in all of wrestling right now. They got FTR, they got the Young Bucks. Arguably one, two, whoever you want to put in there is one, two. That's fine. But they are the two best. With that being said, the Young Bucks remind me, both of them remind me of a young Shawn Michaels who could make anybody you know, I mean, the the old cliche in the wrestling locker room is you could wrestle a broomstick and get a five star match out of it, and they can do that. But you know, so full disclosure, you know, I'm not happy about it either. I would have loved to have seen it the FTR, but at the same time, if it's not going to be them, it should be that. Because here's the other thing: Sting's all pushing seventy. Oh yeah, he's sixty five. Yeah, so. He's not going to be able to be in there the whole time. See, and that's why I think The Undertaker had the best uh, option. COVID helped him with his last match because it allowed for that graveyard match against uh, AJ Styles to be filmed and done more cinematically to where he could still come away and look like a badass. If you ever want to see a really cool cinematic match, watch the one between Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt Okay, from the WrestleMania the year before, or two years before. That one was really cool. It was, and they did it on Raw the week before. It was really, really good. Huh, okay. um, but anyway, so I agree. I agree. I agree. I still say the best quote-unquote last match ever was was a tie between uh, Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair at WrestleMania, and, and then Michaels takes oh, where, where he shakes his head and he said, and he looks at him and he says, "I'm sorry. Yeah, I love yeah. you." And then <laughs> kicks the shit out. <laughs> yeah, uh, he broke God. his ribs during that match too. He oh, broke his ribs. If you go back and watch, uh, Flair missed him twice on a moonsault. Then the first time he was supposed to go through the table, the table yep. didn't crack, go down. 
And so you see Michaels just grab his ribs. He's like, oh, Jesus. You know, and then he goes up top and does a moonsault to the outside, and Flair completely misses him. And he's probably a good 20 feet in the air and just wham comes down on that floor. Oh, shit. Yep. <laughs> that, that's that, but seriously, that's a great send off match. It's, it's, it was, yeah. that was the best send off ever. Okay. Okay. Um, in terms of what I've been watching lately, um, I've been watching the Americans, the uh, FX show. I don't know if either one of you guys ever watched that. Dude, I just I've seen it come I, across. I've just never watched. I it. just finished the first season, and it's really good. It's it's set in the time of uh, Reagan, you know, so it's in the eighties, and it's about this family, and the the father and the mom are both uh, Russian infiltrator spies in living in the United States, and they're having to carry out missions and shit, you know, and whatnot. And they've got like an FBI agent living across the street from them, and it's just it's crazy. I'm digging it. Sounds good, and uh, it is good. You know, a, a lot of people probably have pegged me as a right winger being on this show. What uh, the fuck's that but, supposed to mean? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm like, I'm sure people have pegged me as that, but I'm going to say I'm one sure, thing. I'm sure you've been pegged a lot, right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at that finger. That finger is fucked up. <laughs> Way too many buttholes. But listen, all you right wingers that worship. Reagan, that guy fucked up so much shit. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say that. So if it ties into any of the bullshit that Reagan did, I'm down. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't, I not it, it. I mean, it's been interesting. Anybody who's a fan of no fault divorce or not a fan. Yeah. You can thank Ronald Reagan for that bullshit. <laughs> I know there's a lot of single men smoking cigars and they're fucking Tent like you are because of no fault divorce. You got Ronald Reagan. He started that shit in California. So think about that shit. I'm I'm okay with my situation. I call it like I see it. <laughs> okay. All right. So what else have you been entertained by lately? You said you had like three things. Yeah, I got three things I want to just just go. About. Just go. All right. Number two. <laughs> I talked to this person. Blah 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 blah. And. uh they gave me a list of things. They're like, oh, we're probably like right on the same level. We probably like the same shows. I'm a huge Lonesome Dove fan. I'm a huge Deadwood fan. Have you seen X, Y, and Z? And I say, no, you got to watch them. You'll love them because I do. Makes sense. So I watch uh, uh, one of the things. It's called uh, 1883, which is a oh, great. Oh, that's prequel great. to Yellowstone, right? Pre- prequel yes. to the prequel. That's right. Yeah, with Tim McGraw and Faithfield. Yeah, and I will say that uh, Tim McGraw was much better than I anticipated. He was very good, actually. And uh, the young lady that played his eldest daughter was a fantastic actress in in that show. And, uh, you know, it was good. I will say 1883 is fantastic. There were times in the first half of the series I wanted to say, like, Nope, sorry. I don't want to hear some female's perspective of living on the fucking prairie in a fucking wagon, but they did a good job. And I think at the end, like the second half was very good. And I think it is a good perspective to have. There were times I wanted to turn it off, kept going. Glad I did. 
because uh, it is a very well-told story from a perspective we don't usually get from Westerns. And from what I've looked at, it's fairly, fairly accurate to what life was like in that. But there's a few things that, that are absolutely atrocious. For once, we'll just go into this. It does a very good job of being accurate to what life was like for pioneers on the Oregon Trail, uh, yes. except for one, one major thing, Joel. And if you've watched it, it's really weird. Oh, the, people, the people that got to the Rocky Mountains and said, no. "Now nah, wait," and they settled no. Kansas. They were no. Too lazy. no. <laughs> really, really weird that all the Native Americans knew English. Oh fuck! Yes. <laughs> I had a big problem with that. There were no subtitles. The Native Americans just knew how to speak English. I mean, they, that that was and for the convenience of the audience. I'm that, sure that was that basically says, "Hey, we know our audience is fucking retarded." So have let's you just... uh, have you checked any of other Taylor Sheridan's programs out? Like uh, Special Ops Lioness on Paramount. That's no. a great one. I haven't seen that, but I heard that yeah. if you like Jack Ryan, that that's a good one to like pivot to. Well, the other one, the other one, I would say, and Trey is going to crucify me for saying this. If you've not watched Tulsa King, oh, I fucking love Tulsa King. Tulsa King is the shit. I'm dying. I'm waiting for that second season, man. That was such Thank a good you. show. Oh my god. You know, and that's a Taylor Sheridan show too. And Sly Stallone at seventy five years old is a fucking badass in that. And not only that, he should have been making more mob movies. Hell yes! Back in the day, he would have been. Oh, don't get me wrong. Sly's great as Rambo. He's great as Rocky. He would have been phenomenal with. You know, you think back on it, he would have been the perfect complement to Pacino and De Niro in some of those movies. Oh, dude, think about Get Shorty with him instead of fucking Travolta. What about uh? What about now? Think about this. What about him and Donnie Brasco as Sonny Black instead of uh, uh, Michael Mars? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, would have been great. Sly is, is a freaking great mobster. Oh fuck, right? <laughs> he either he, he didn't bail completely. He just turned off his camera. <laughs> Uh, what what do you have against Sly? Nothing. He was great as the Italian stallion in those uh, early days pornos, and that's probably where he should have stayed. Yeah, I have been uh, really uh, enjoying Brett Quick Trey and uh, Nick. I, and we go back to you, Trey. I apologize. If you've not been watching Reacher. You should watch Reacher. Well, I, I haven't. I have that heard. Yet. I have heard that the the Reacher. I haven't watched it. But for my friends that I trust, they say the story now is more true to the the books uh, yes. than, the, the than the movie with yeah. yeah. But no, don't get me wrong. Tom Cruise is great in the first movie. The second movie was a little eh. First movie was funny as shit. Loved every second of it. But the show, did, the very he did great. Uh, it just wasn't what the books were about. I mean, it was. Well, different. I mean, he's six foot. The problem is, is, and Lee Child actually addressed this whenever they first brought Tom Cruise in. He said, uh, Look, I could get uh, 90% of the height and the size of Reacher with Tom Cruise, but I can get 100% of the attitude. Yeah, I agree. But I agree. Time, I agree. But now he gets 100% of the attitude and 100% of the size with Alan Reacher. Yeah, so, I still say Tom you know, Cruise's best role was in Tropic Thunder. 
It was with his big hands. <laughs> that he was. Well, have you ever have you ever um, have you ever heard the story about how he came up with that? No. Nah. They added that character for because Tom Cruise read the script and he said, "I want to be a part of this." You got to have a producer that's producing this movie. I want to be the producer, and I have to have a really big ass, small feet, and huge hands. <laughs> that was his exact words. I saw it on an interview just three days ago. That's probably some I sort of code to the other Scientologists out there. They probably was like sending out some signal through that. Yeah, character, what's but, you the know, fucking guy that calls into the show? What's the fucking guy that calls into the show? Zeno. Uh, Zeno. Yeah. Haven't heard from him in quite a while. Although, to be Zinu honest, probably knows. I don't have my fucking hotline fixed yet. I need to get that, figure that out. So, Well, Zenu's probably been leaving messages. I was going to say, I might have like 80 messages from Zenu on the fucking hotline for all I know. But Yeah, Joe, I don't, you don't know this, but Zenu calls into this show. Well, I mean, I just released a thetan just now, you know, because they say every time you burp hard or... You know, go to the bathroom. You're releasing demons. Don't you want to preserve those, though? No, that's the bad spirits that you're oh, trying to get rid okay. of. Okay. I didn't date that yeah, Scientologist yeah. chick long enough to figure all that out. But you, ever, uh, but you did mingle. We went out once. Did you ever watch uh, Boston Legal back in the day? Oh, I love Boston oh, Legal. Dude, me too. Shatner... And, um, fuck, I'm drawing a blank. Spader. Uh, Spader. Shatner and Spader chewing up the scenery together, overacting. It was oh, a yeah. fucking brilliant combination. I love that show no, so no, much. My favorite, one of my favorite episodes is where uh, Spader represented a Scientologist in court. And he, uh, and he goes, uh, or no, he was, uh, he was uh, suing him. And he said, and he farts in court and goes, well, look at that. Getting closer to clear all the time. It's <laughs> 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 like, damn. You guys are missing the big point, though. What's the big point, Trey? Well, I, I, I'm not really into big girls, and I'm not really into skinny girls either. I, I like normal chicks. He's into men. It, no, no, no. His favorite That's, song is It's Raining Men. Oh, shit. He's in the Weather Girls. I'll be damned. <laughs> but <laughs> that skinny bitch, Callista Flockhart, was awesome. Yes. yes. That was Ally McNeil. Yeah, yeah that's Callista Flockhart. Totally different show, yeah. dude. We're talking about Boston yeah. Legal. No, wasn't she on Boston Legal too? No, I don't think so. No. Are you sure? Candace yes. Bergen was in uh, Boston Legal. Candace Bergen, Candace was, on Bergen there. was on there, but she was getting old. And Julie Bowen from Modern Family, she was on there. Yeah. Oh, was she really? Yes, she was there from season two. Oh, Betty White uh, was on there. Uh, uh, Betty, Betty White, White was, was definitely hilarious. on there. <laughs> uh, there was another really uh, the girl. What was the girl? Tara Christensen. She she actually played a character by the name of Tara. Mm, Wait, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Blake oh, dude. Bell was on it. Yeah. There were some smoke but shows yeah, on Boston Legal, dude. And on top of that, it had probably one of the most star-studded cast of any TV show way before that started being a thing. I had never put that together that all those people were on. No way. A lot of yeah, Star so Trek. A lot, lot of Star Trek alumni on that show, too. Yeah, yeah which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the guy, what, what was the. Um, Tom Selleck was a regular. For, yeah, he was, uh, I don't know if he'd he call him a regular, but he yeah, he's on uh, That's right. Biden. He was on there. Yep. You're right. He was. Fuck. Oh, he was hilarious on there, too. <laughs> wow. I'd never he really put all this hilarious. Boston Legal is a spectacular show. Yes, and you can stream it live on Hulu. You can. 
Yeah, they should give me money for plugging. Just they should. Just give me money. Although I'm sure when the mouse listens to this, they're going to have all sorts of issues, and we'll never get a sponsorship. Oh, I'm out sure out of Disney, you know. So yeah, very true. Disney, so, do yeah. you have one more thing, Trey? Because oh. you said you had yeah. three. Did we? Did I, I know we covered. Hey, you, know, you, want hit, you want me to hit the next one? Yeah, go for it. All right. The same person said, "Godless." You got to watch Godless. It's this '80s western where uh, I haven't seen that. Uh, oh, it's great. Uh, Daniels uh, from uh, Dumb and Dumber is oh. like this. Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Yeah, Jeff Daniels. So I watch it. And uh, Jeff Daniels is actually, like, totally badass. Uh, But if you've ever wanted to watch a feminist Western about how women ruled the West, this is the show for you, which I'm guessing you can think of how I reacted to that. I was going to say, I don't think you're really digging the suggestions that this person gave to you. Yeah. Well, 1883 was... It got. I liked the perspective when it was all said and done. I, I liked it. Okay. What? But Godless can fucking eat a fat one. Have you seen the? Um, I've seen commercials for it, but I haven't watched it yet. Uh, that Lawman Bass Reeves. That person also said I should watch Bass Reeves. Okay. Which uh, I wanted to. Um, I liked it until I got one. Uh, I don't know how far I should. We might want to go to a video only portion for this. No, we can we can just stop if that's what you want to do. <laughs> I, I heard one uh, advertisement because they had seen the movies I was watching, the uh-huh. shows, and the advertisement for Bash Reeves pissed me off so much. I was like, yeah, I'm not even going to give it a shot. Okay. Not even going to give it a shot. Uh, did you happen to see. Uh- in uh, Lonesome Dove, the, uh, what which season was it that came out in '96? Trey, '95, '96. Oh, there were no seasons to Lonesome Doves. There were chapters. Well, what was the chapter that came out in '95 or '96? I'm sorry, chapter. Get your okay. shit straight, Joel. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, they had <laughs> the, they had Lonesome Dove, which was a mini series. And right. then there were like a there was a prequel to Lonesome Dove, and then there was after Lonesome Dove. So which one was uh, uh, Bret Hart in? I think that was the prequel because like Garth Brooks is in the after Lonesome Dove. Uh, the books are great. The oh yeah, shows were. Eh. Why? Where are you going with this? No, I just that's one of the things I remember when I was a kid was Bret Hart. Want to know about Bret Hart? I just want to know which one he's in. I want to watch it in, you know, chronological order, but at the same time, yeah. The just if you've never seen just Lonesome Dove, the original, it's I think uh, McMurtry's the the book is fucking fantastic. I think it's the greatest story told about the West. Oh, absolutely. And they had a great cast of characters and the original miniseries. Don't watch the condensed version. Watch the full miniseries. It's, it's the, it's, and here's the thing. Like, you know, I can be up here and be macho and talk shit on blah, 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 whatever. But the story of Lonesome Dove, at the end of the day, the story is about uh, male friendship. 
and how far another man will go for his best friend. Because when you make a promise, when you make a pact, you stick to it no matter fucking what. And I identify with that to an extent. And Joel, you're you're one of my best friends on planet Earth. And if you haven't watched Lonesome Dove, watch it. You'll know what I'm talking about. So what are your thoughts? It's been on a while. I need to go back and watch it. From a what are your thoughts on Brokeback Mountain then? Uh, gay. <laughs> I just. It's a true. <laughs> it, it's a true story about Trey and I. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we were in Honduras overlooking this mountain. <laughs> <laughs> kind of said. Uh, I'll never quit you, Trey. I'll never. Yeah, quit you. I, I can't quit you. <laughs> The neighing of the donkey softly in the background, you know. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Well, that's that's all right. Um, that's been the villager. Hey, you you opened that segment. door. I you know I did I did I didn't know what I was getting on the other side of that. I, yeah, it's almost like you tried to come in my back door. I not me. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I love women. Um, anyway, <laughs> well, here let, let's do let's do this now. Um, yeah, let, let's do this now. This would normally be the time that I give some information about my monthly cigars, but I've hired that out this week, so take it away. My monthly cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code Pulpit and get free shipping on your first box and 20% off any items in the online store at MyMonthlyCigars.com. That's offer code Pulpit. Thanks. 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 And while you guys are over at MyMonthlyCigars.com, make sure you check out the fucking good coffee. He's got uh, the Daily Press and the Lounge Blend and a variety of other, you know, blends that you might enjoy that complement your cigars wonderfully. So... Um, well, guys, I, uh, I don't really have much else unless you want me to read more of the manifesto. Um, but, uh, you know, and I know, I know, Joel, you have some events that you're on your way to. Yes. Uh, you can catch me live and in person in the Charlotte area in Rock Hill, South Carolina at Palmetto Breeze. Uh, now, wait. Actually, Do- uh, it'll be after. After they've listened to this, this I, January, I was gonna uh, I was say keep uh, in mind that this uh, comes out on God. Tuesday the thirtieth. So, and so then, uh, you have any uh, events uh, after the thirtieth? I will. Uh, I will say this: we are in the planning stages of a very uh, of two of my home shops. Uh, they're celebrating their anniversaries. One is their fiftieth anniversary, and that will be the Cigar Hut in Hickory, North Carolina. Looks like it's going to be headlined by uh, Aladino Cigars. Uh, Janet Forster is a very close friend of mine. Saw her today uh, as we were recording this. And then uh, B&B Tobacconist will be celebrating one of their anniversaries. I think they're almost as old, somewhere in that range. Forgive me, Charlie. Uh, you told me that on uh, Monday and it slipped my mind. But uh, if you haven't ever checked out either of those two stores, they are truly hidden gems in the mountains of North Carolina, along with Casablanca cigars. Uh, if you get by, go by uh, Casablanca and tell Sam and Tim that Joel sent you. They have a wonderful selection of Aladino cigars and everybody else that you can that you can find. Uh, and then if you're in the Charlotte area, of course, Palmetto Breeze is a great place. Vintage, 
Uh, we're working with them, the vintage. They have their second location now in Gastonia. One of my favorite guys on the face of the planet is also a big Aladino uh, smoker and uh, supporter, Josh Johnson at Burners. Uh, we, uh, I try to get down there about twice a month to a bourbon night every Tuesday night. Come out, enjoy some good bourbon. Uh, you might even catch Husto and I on a night in, a, in there for bourbon night. There you go. Trey, you got anything you want to promote? Uh, so April the 6th, there's two big events coming up. Uh, the first one, Justo and Andrea Aroa are going to attend at Nelson Laguastos in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, that's their big, like, it's kind of a St. Patrick's thing plus annual party. They will be there the same day, April the 6th. I will be at Final Third in Indiana, Ingalls, Indiana, throwing our Final Four at the Final Third party. Uh, so those will be going down. Uh, I will also have a St. Patrick's party, uh, as of right now, planned on St. Patrick's Day at La Fontaine's in West Virginia. Uh, so uh, La Fontaine's is one of the – we just – added three Aladino lounges. They are one of them. They've got a $2 million rooftop lounge they just put in. And uh, it is Aladino and La Fontaine's. And it is a good time for all those people that attend Marshall University. And I know there's some good-looking women that attend Marshall <laughs> University. Well, there you they go. They will be there at the rooftop. All right. Well, I don't have any events coming up, but I do have socials to promote. I'm on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit. You guys can check us out on Facebook where we have the Pulpit Parishioners group. You can get in on the fun there. Uh, Twitter slash X and uh, YouTube where you can watch this and check out what was said during the video only portion of the podcast. Where you guys have socials you want to promote? Yeah, uh, I changed my Instagram recently to Tramac Travels. Uh, that was to get around the algorithm, and it has gained me lots of followers since all I did was take the word cigars out of my name. <laughs> Funny how that works, right. huh? It's bullshit, but it's the world we live in. Mm -hmm. Trey Mike Travels on Instagram. Hit me up. You got any questions? I'm there. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook. at uh, It's my wrestling Facebook, uh, Spotlight Scotty Brooks. On top of that, you can also find me on Instagram uh, at Joel Williams 1281 all right. Now, Joel, when are you going to be in the St. Louis area again next? Do you know? Uh, I think you might get a double dose of uh, Trey and I coming uh, this spring. Okay. We haven't got a date set, but we're, uh, we are talking. That's going to be one of those uh, areas I'm going to get to two to three times a year max. Uh, but it's looking like it's going to be in the spring sometime this year, maybe uh, late April to early May. Sounds like good. Right around the NFL draft. Okay. Is that like important for the trip for some reason that I'm not? Yes, it actually is. We do a, a draft party in the uh, Lawrence, Kansas City area ah. every year. So we will both be en route through St. Louis at that time. Sounds good. All right. Well, when you're through the area, we'll have to do this live. Oh, we'll DP that oh, show. Oh, yeah, all day long. <laughs> oh, Trey, we can, we, can, we can introduce Joel to Top Shooters. Oh, Joel, all right, here's the problem with that. <laughs> Joel, I don't know if you ever went to Top Shooters in your St. Louis days, 
But let me tell you what, of all the places I've gone in this world, that is the Redneck Riviera. It is on another fucking level. And yes, we should do a show at Top Shooters. And they, they, they're to- totally cool with the cigars on the patio. I'm down. For sure. So, And the girls are down totally down. down for getting free drinks from me. So. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking time out. Joel's sitting in your car the whole time. I really appreciate it. And Trey, you know, as always, coming to us from that that luxurious man cave studio that you've got going on there. So luxurious. So luxurious. Um, Well, guys, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. That's Trey Mack. And that's Joel. I'm Joel. Everybody stay safe and stay smoky. 